I listened to our podcast in yeah. a weird order, and I just listened to the one where you were laminating throughout, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Just every now and then they get a little beep. <laughs> that laminator doesn't have a beep. Oh, are you doing your own beeps? <laughs> Something <Probably>. was beeping. Hello and welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. Ah, the music has already kicked in. To my right, I have Dan the Man. Hello. To my left, I have Russ the... Uh, yeah, Russ. <laughs> what What the fuck was that noise? That was my vampire voice. All oh, right. Oh. I've got Russ. <laughs> Hi. And on the other end of a phone line that is basically two cups with a bit of string between them, we have Duncan. <laughs> Woo! Oh, yeah. Okay, can cool. We, can we just admit, that was the scariest of all of us. That was right? the scariest of all of us. <laughs> yeah. uh, welcome Hello. to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. We are doing a very special episode. It's almost Halloween, yeah. so we're going to be doing a scary-themed podcast. And basically, it's all the scary things from games, pop culture, films, movies, whatever. We're going to be talking about that tonight. It's all spooky. It's all, all spooky. Time. So I'm going to hand over Dan, who's going to kick us off. Right, so, I mean, we're a games podcast, so I figure we'll Ish. mostly, yeah, we, we well, we're more of a games podcast than theatrical cut who've been going through their favourite uh, horror icons over the last four yeah. weeks. But they've been very specific. So they've well, they, through... they like to actually sound like they know what they're talking about. So do we, Russ. So do we. <laughs> so they've been going through um, Friday the 13th, Halloween, um, Chucky, um, and Did they Child's men- Play. Have, well, I haven't listened to it yet, yeah. but have they mentioned the leprechaun? No, as in they've been going through very specific horror icons. Yeah. So we're going to be a bit more vague with it, but we're also going to talk mostly about games and go through our favourite scary films at the end, I think. How does that sound? <clears throat> that sounds like a really good format. So it's going to be fairly loose. We're just going to talk about things that have scared us in general. Um, I looked at my bank balance and that scared me. <laughs> <laughs> my, my bank balance doesn't scare me so much considering the contracted work. Uh, well done. That also scared me. That was a jump scare. Oh, yeah, I dropped a phone. What yeah. was that? That sounded expensive. That was good. Oh, shit! <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. It's, it's, it's only an iPhone. Don't worry about it, everyone. It's fine. It's not Samsung tech or anything like that. It's just an iPhone. Okay. So. How do you want to do this? How well, do you want to start? Why didn't you start? You told me in the car that you've been playing a particular game today. That's, that might be a good I played place to five start. minutes of Resident Evil 7 today mm-hmm. before it got too scary and I had to turn it off. How, so, far, how far did you get? I'm about, I think I'm about an hour and a half, two hours in, and I hadn't played it for a while, so I didn't know what I was doing for starters. Um, it's not my favourite of the Resident Evil series, but it's it might be the scariest of the Resident Evil series. That being said, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get onto Resident Evil um, 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 when mm-hmm. later on to talk about probably the scariest experiences in video games that you have. Resident Evil Seven is a is one of those games that. It comes out and you see loads of gameplay videos and you think, fuck me, that looks terrifying. Mm. I'm not going to be able to play that. Then you wait for a while. Eventually the game comes out and you buy it. You don't play it immediately because you think, fuck me, this is going to be really scary. I don't really want Mm. to do this. You start playing it and nothing really happens for a while. Yeah. 
there's a lot of tension building, and I, and I love tension building. And you know, fucking Alien is one of my favorite films ever. It's a big tension building mm. film. And Resident Evil Seven starts with those typical sort of like, oh, there's a guy walking past a doorway. Oh, there's a guy just out of out of eye shot. I've oh, mm-hmm. oh, I've just seen something else. Something happens. And then suddenly, some crazy woman is chasing you around a house and, and chainsawing your arm off. Pretty much where I got to, yeah. yeah. Um, or crawling up the stairs towards ooh. you, which was fucking terrifying. And then it just, it just, I mean. You know, I mean, people have probably seen it um, in all the gameplay stuff. Jack, mm. the father of the family, chasing you around his house with a fucking shovel. Yeah. Um, you eventually get a gun. You shoot the guy in the head. He flinches like you've thrown a pebble at him. Mm. And he just <laughs> keeps coming. Yeah, you feel really helpless in that game. Really helpless. Um, and that's one of the things it does well. The other thing it does really well, because I was playing with headphones on because it was early in the morning and... I was playing in my bedroom, um, and um, it does really, it does the really quiet, really quiet, really quiet, very loud, very well, like to the point where it's it's clearly spiking, and like it's distorting in the headphones, and you go, get off me, get off me, get off me, I don't want this anymore, I don't like this anymore, uh, it does that incredibly well, and and I, I think, I mentioned this when I was talking about um, Ridley Scott and Theatrical Cut, in particular a film that we'd probably mention later anyway, Um Ridley Scott does um, sensory deprivation really, really well. One yeah. of the things that's scariest about Alien isn't that you see the alien, it's that you can't see the alien. Mm. Um, and one of the reasons you can't see or hear the alien is because there's sirens going off. There's, there's it's obviously alien I'm talking about. There's smoke um, um, and you can't, it does really put you in Ripley's shoes. And that's what Resident Evil 7 does really well. The lighting isn't great. You move at a snail's pace. You don't move particularly quickly. You feel and so helpless. Hmm? And then the bleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The That's, pings. Yeah, it, it's it's all things that are designed to build up tension, but also just take away uh, as many of your senses as it possibly can. Also, just to quickly uh, go back to that one, the bit where you said about the siren, one of the all-time best sirens in a sci-fi film ever. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Just like constant, isn't yeah. it? For doing that whole, whole series, uh, that whole sort of series of shots. It just makes it incredibly stressful as well. It's really stressful. Yeah, so, and, and like... One would describe it as pulse pounding yeah mm. but going back to resident evil 7 that's what resident evil 7 does really well it's 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 incredibly quiet and every noise feels intentional um, and every noise feels like it's going to kill you <laughs> yeah except for the ones i'm making oh, they definitely meant to do that yeah, yeah except for the ones i'm making which are not intentional <laughs> yeah. they're just creeping out so what's uh, like what's what's the deal with the family and in, in, why, why does shooting them in the head not do anything to them they're well, spoilers. It's I'm, I'm you, never going to play do, it do because you want, do you want spoilers? Go for I spoiler. Yes, would, yeah. my spoiler. brain would melt out of my own nose. So <laughs> if I try to play that game. It's way so, too scary. So I, I I will need to play it with people because considering when Tom and I tried to play Resident Evil Two uh, back on the PS One, um, we played it for probably less than an hour and then it got too wiggy and so and it was at night so I was like no we're, we're stopping but this it's worth mentioning that you don't like zombies either I don't like zombies also Duncan it's worth mentioning that I had to check with Dan and Russ that you weren't talking about me just then <laughs> <laughs> I felt like a bit of a dildo <laughs> um, the the family are invulnerable because I don't know how much you've seen of it but there's a little girl called Evelyn mm-hmm. and she's actually a bioweapon so she's been bioengineered to be a carrier of this black tarry liquid called mold or it's like a it's a biotoxin basically which allows her 
the idea is that she would be dropped behind enemy lines. She's a little girl. She's very inoffensive, but then would start producing all of this black mold spore, which allows her to to mind control um, all the people in her vicinity. Mm-hmm. She's not a refined weapon by any stretch of imagination. In fact, she's the first prototype that worked. So she's the E. She's like the E series. So she's the first one that's worked that's been able to. Um, contain without killing her this mold spore mm-hmm. and she was being transferred by a shadowy bioweapons company um but this ship that she was on um ends up crashing this family in louisiana find her they take her back after she, and when she regains consciousness she takes them over but the mold has the secondary um property of making them invulnerable and replenishing their cells it regrows their cells really quickly mm-hmm. to the point where jack actually is um, he shoots himself in the head and recovers. He gets chopped in half and his top half obliterated and he comes back. And even after his final form is destroyed in the DLC expansions, he comes back as a um, a sentient hallucination. <laughs> so he's he literally can't die. No matter what you do to this motherfucker, he's not dying. And all the, other, the rest of the members of the family are all under the same... Uh, yeah, same thing. But they're all under Evie's thrall, mm. so they're um, so yeah, they can't do anything they want. Mm. So basically, that's what. So were they psychos already, or did she turn them into? No, that? they were actually wonderful. Like you see in the in the DLC, they were a really close knit family. And then as soon as Evelyn was introduced into their midst, there's like you find doctor's notes. Like Marguerite goes mm. to the doctors to ask why she's feeling certain mood swings and emotions, mm. and the doctor does a CAT scan and finds that her brain is filled with black mold um to which he's like you really need to come back to hospital and that was like three or three years ago before the game starts so she obviously never went back and mm-hmm. i mean she's mm-hmm. fucked up and weird that marguerite mm. <laughs> the only one who's actually so they're, they're still kind of in control of their bodies like and minds to a point to the point where zoe their one daughter that isn't infected by the mold um is able to live on the plantation but not leave so that so Evelyn is happy to let her stay but not leave, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of weird. Mm. But yeah, it's fucking cool. It's a good good story. But yeah, yeah, that's why they're invulnerable. Basically, the mold replenishes their it regrows their cellular structure. It's very strange. Do you want to talk about my so, favorite Resident Evil game though? I was wondering how far we get into this before we talked about uh, Resident Evil 4 seventeen minutes or, <laughs> yeah. or Limbo or Inside. Duncan, you're going to say something. Sorry, buddy. Uh, I was just going to say. So is the point of it? you have to try and kill Evelyn. Yeah, as it sort of unravels, yeah. Because you don't really understand anything about Evie until probably about two-thirds through the game and you start playing a kind of flashback level which shows that the wife that your character is trying to find um, was actually is actually a member of this bioweapons company that created Evie and she was Evie's handler transporting her, posing as someone else's wife as a sort of a father, father, mother, daughter kind of thing, trying to get to America. So they were, I think they were coming from Japan to America, um, but they crashed because there was a massive storm. I think I don't know what Evie took over the ship. I can't quite remember, but yeah, Evie's yeah the one that you end up killing at the end. Mm-hmm. Cool. Resi Four. <clears throat> Might as well yeah. talk about it now because it links naturally from Resident Evil Seven. One of yeah. the best games I've ever played. Really? What Resident Evil Four? Resident Evil Four is. I swear you didn't weren't that keen on it when you first played. Oh it. no, I've never. I've always been a big fan of it. Mm. it, it that was that was you with Half Life. 
I, you know what? Half Life. Fin- That's Half-Life, you with yeah. the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, it's me with the Nintendo Switch. I give that Half Life has <laughs> just gone um, Xbox uh, upgraded for the uh, One X. Well, that'd be of interest to me if I haven't played it four hundred times <clears> since about nineteen ninety eight. So I'm actually playing. It. It's time to change and play it four hundred. Gonna say mm. Half Life also falls under a scary game. Yes, it does. Yeah, Half Life yeah. and Half Life Two, Raven Home in particular. We don't go there anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's Raven, and also the um, one of the bits that wigged me out the most is so after Ravenholm, you're like, oh god, it's just gonna be, it's gonna be a nice relaxing bit now where I can just shoot some humans <laughs> yeah. in the daylight. Thank fuck, but no, you escape Ravenholm by going into a, a mine that is infested with zombies and head crabs. Yes, and it's only a little short bit. But that is one of the, the most intense bits. I've actually got that far, so I know what you're talking about. I remember with the, the poison headcrabs, oh, the little fucking rattlesnake thing. thing that can't kill you, but they <laughs> they jump at your face. <laughs> yeah. And they they bring your health down to one. Yes. So they fu- as soon as you hear them, you just start spraying bullets <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> I love also the way that there's so much panic going on when you get struck by a poison head crab yeah. and you're at one percent health. She's running around looking but for you a mess. You can still hear the HEV suit going, neurotoxin detected, mm. administering, you know, anti venom and yeah. stuff like that. And you're just like, ah, fucking all this noise going on. It does shit, slowly come back up. It does in like I think fifteen point increments. But for sort of thirty <laughs> seconds or so, you're super, super vulnerable. Yeah. It's really cool. And then you finally get out into the daylight to that nice sniper bit in the <clears throat> And yards. I think, forget... Yeah, the sniper bit is... Yeah, so they don't actually let up at all, do they? You but suddenly... that, that feels ultra-relaxing yeah. after, after Ravenholm in the mine. You're like, oh, it's just, it's just humans with guns. Until you start poking around... Because right after that is the highway um, drive with the dune buggy. Mm. And I always remember that being the being quite cool and bombastic, but those moments of quiet when you start poking around the houses that you come across. Yeah, which you don't have to do. No. But you kind of always do. But the worst noise when you're poking around a house to hear is that... (sighs) The deep breathing of the poison head crab carrier. Yeah, the sort of... Suddenly shambles out with all the black flesh and, like, the fucking five poison head crabs on its back. And it's just like... (laughs) Starts flinging them at you like yeah. a mad cat lady. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking brilliant. It's so good. And uh, jump, literally jump scares those when you suddenly turn around. Yep. And there's one shambling out of a room towards you, like fuck. <laughs> Try to back out towards the windows, but of course you can't break windows properly in Half Life Two. So you mm. just smash the glass out. Oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> I can't jump out like I don't know, like I'm you know, Cagney and Lacey. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> That's your action go-to. Yeah, jump out the window. <laughs> Just go. Oh, no, yeah, don't even Cagney and Lacey. I don't know. I couldn't think of anything else. Half-Life 2 has got some excellent, excellent yeah. scary bits. Classic in. bits. Classic oh, bits. Be all right, wouldn't it? Half-Life 2? I don't know. I haven't finished it at some point. I might. You really should finish it. Yeah, maybe. some point. Some the point Nova Prospect um, level is good. Mm. Nova Prospect, the prison. Uh, with all the antlions just like hurling themselves like one after the other at sentry guns. Yeah, because that, that's when they're your buddies. Yeah. Yeah, when you're squeezing that antlion turd. Yeah, you kind of... <laughs> you get like an alien bollock that <laughs> turns the antlions from enemies to to friends. It's called a ferropod. Mm. Nice. Do not look, Freeman. The, uh, was it? The extraction process is unhygienic. <laughs> Anyhow, 
Right. Resi 4? Okay, let's do Resi or 4. Or do we want to just keep postponing this? Because we'll probably talk about it at the end instead. Do we want to bookend well, we, Resi we, we, games? We're doing games. Well, yeah. Let's talk Let's talk. Yeah, games. so let's go back to Resi 4. It was my fault because... Uh, oh, I know why I yeah, brought enough, Resi yeah. uh, Half-Life. Because I think you did mention it. And it was thinking of head crabs. Because you get the chickens. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah crabs. so and you yeah, know the, when they, the the heads erupt and then it's the same uh, kind of weird the, the first the first moment we we refer to it as chickening out but <laughs> i don't think anyone else call it that but there, they do look a bit like chickens there are some tentpole moments in terms of horror gaming in the resident evil in resident evil 4 the first one is when you open the door and you hear the chainsaw revving up and then then he's just running at you and you're and just but, firing and then he chainsaws wildly. your head off yeah and it's you can feel the controller shaking for starters as he's just it's hard work getting through your head uh, so the, the animation fun. on that is so beautifully done because yeah. he gets like a little bit stuck halfway yeah. through as he's going through your spine yeah and then it just goes <laughs> shoom, out out the back oh it's horrible and then you play the um what's the one where you're on the you've got the time trials levels on resident evil 4 as well mm. and there's what's called super dr salazar or whatever his name is uh, he's got a chainsaw like strapped to he's his got hand. A double chainsaw, and so he comes up to you, and if he hits you with it, he just goes thump, and your head just flies off immediately. Instead, yeah, you're expecting the same yeah. thing, but just like taking the top off a boiled egg. <laughs> it's unreal. <laughs> so then you got them. You got the nuns that say the weird shit. Then heads exploding with the little spidery things that pop out of the heads as well and run at you. Mm. Yeah, don't like that. Yeah. The creepy kid. Is it a kid or is it an adult that's just very short? Oh, he's just funny. Yeah. Yeah, the guy that dresses like Napoleon. Yeah. Yeah. Creepy. You've got the um, the big monsters oh, towards the end. Name? I can't remember what his name is. Yeah, but the big monster on the Salazar, rig. Yeah. I think he's called. Oh, you shoot four, shoot four times in the water, a giant mutant fish comes out and eats you. That's always that's fun as good. well. That's fun. And what about the regenerators? Oh, that's yeah, that's what I was talking so they're, about. Yeah. They're awful. The, yeah. the tension of... like. A shotgun would be fine, but no, you've got to use the precision rifle with the infrared sight, like, zoomed right in, and all we can see is getting closer and closer and closer, but you you have no idea really how far away it is. It's just palpitating. I mean, also because oh. they're, they're, not, they're not even, like, that kind of... They're not even that kind of um, distinguishing-looking. No. They're, they're, they're kind they're, of just nondescript humanoids. They're sort of really, humanoid forms even that kind scarier. of shamble towards you, and, and yeah, it's oh, no, it's horrible. It's but, long-ish. They're, but they're in incredibly enclosed spaces, yeah. which mm. is why it's so clever that you do have to use And they the make high precision a rifle. very distinct noise as well. <clears throat> yeah, uh, And it's, it's a longish game that is just constant terror throughout the game, and it's always a new challenge on every level. Hmm. And that, that's what makes well, it so good. Well, it's not just terror; it's constant suspense, and the lighting is brilliant. Yeah. And yeah, the whole thing is, you know, there's the bit where you're. It's not just bits where you're wandering around, mm. and then you've got close quarters. But there is the mob bit where you're up, and you're with the sharpshooter. Yeah. And you're basically defending a house. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's mob, just an incredible that, that action is, scene. That it does get quite wicked. tense. And you've got the uh, merchant that throughout the whole game you're convinced he's going to turn and kill you at some point. All right, on our first playthrough, we like emptied a magazine into him because <laughs> he's so clearly he's his got eyes red glow eyes. red. Yeah, need to kill him. He's, and then you go up to him. Good things on sales, stranger. He's very clearly <clears throat> infected. Yeah, we were very so surprised clearly. when he starts selling us shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Especially what are you buying? With, yeah, what are you buying? Opens up his dirty <laughs> trench coat. Yeah. You got some tense quick time moments in it as well. I was going to say, pretty time, pretty much any time you have to barricade yourself into a house yeah. is incredibly tense. Yeah, yeah. Because you instinctively try to go to the top floor, but that's like almost a we- that's almost like a recipe for disaster. And can you imagine trying to tell someone, oh, so you can shoot and you can move, but you can't shoot and move. Mm. You can you can do one or the other. Uh, you, you can you just wouldn't get away with that in a modern game now. Nope. Like no. and, and like the feeling that I can either move or I can shoot this gun, and I've got to aim it. Precisely, but then and when you when you aim, dots on their head, yeah. When you aim, the camera comes in even closer behind yeah. you, so you've got no idea what's behind you. Yeah, like sometimes you get the little sort of like a scythe or something go past your head. Doesn't but half the time you just get an axe in the back of your neck, and that's the only warning that there's someone behind you. It doesn't give you nearly enough ammo as well to to miss as much as you'd like to. The yeah, thing- if, if you miss, you really really regret it yeah the thing to always remember though about resident evil 4 is it was i mean you know people don't describe it as revolutionary lightly yeah because it was yeah yeah. back Mm. back you know nowadays you look at resident evil and you think oh you know resident evil 4 and you think oh there's loads of stuff that that people do now it's like yeah but that was the game that did it first it did it did over the shoulder third person first it did all of these quick time events Mm. and stuff first it properly did the sparing ammo yeah. and tank control blend first. Yeah. And it did proper horror. You yeah, know, yeah. In while, that while really... still having enough action to actually yeah. also be fun. It, it if, was if you go back and play the sort of the fixed perspective Resi 1 and mm. 2 type games afterwards, it, it feels really frustrating. Yeah. It's also got a character in it called Hunnigan. So there we go. Yeah, and also the president's daughter, the president's daughter, who for some reason is in some weird Spanish village. And you can yeah. you can eventually uh, unlock her. She was suit kidnapped. Of armor. You can, yeah. She was. She was kidnapped. Yeah. Which is great because if once she's in the suit of armor, everyone goes after her anyway. So you can just hide in the bushes and pick them off. So, but the first, you, you can't carry her when no, she's in the suit of no, armor. Your back no. goes. Yeah. So, but you can shoot her as much as you like. Yeah. So, like usually. She like runs away if you aim your gun at her, but like with this, you can just keep shooting her. Because oh, when you you aim your gun at her and just her visor goes, shunk. <laughs> yeah. So if you complete it once, you get nothing. You complete it a second time, you got the suit of armor and the missile launcher that um, never runs out of ammo. The infinite yes. launcher. Yeah, the infinite launcher, and then you complete it a third time. For some reason, Leon S. Kennedy's dressed as a gangster. And you get the Chicago typewriter, which is the machine gun with infinite bullets. Like the Tommy gun. Yeah. yeah. And and he does this thing where he throws his hat up and like catches it or something like that. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's great. It's such a great game. We had so much fun playing that game on Russ's big projector. Mm-hmm. That's what they call it. Yep. Not talking about your penis. We shouldn't bang on about Resi 4 too much because we spent a lot of time talking about that game. I that think at some true. point we'll do a whole pod on it. Mm. Just like a whole pod on Resident Evil 4 and just get it all done in one go. So I was thinking about, about the first game that really used to scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Treasure Island Dizzy. <laughs> Duncan <laughs> has just painted the room white. Yeah. <laughs> that so that is that is the the Dizzy game where you have one life. Yes. Um yeah. and it used to scare the shit out of me. Like to the point where I would sort of refuse to play it. I'd make my dad do it instead. um it was so i think partly it was the sort of the clumsy sort of the the controls and the fact that on the spectrum it had like 600 pixels of of resolution so knowing exactly where the edge of something was was always a bit hit and miss 
Mm. But just something simple like jumping across a spike trap. There's sort of a 20% chance that when you hit the space bar, the spectrum just wouldn't register it, and you just walk into this trap. And that's it. Game over. You're fucked. Isn't there a line do, Red Dwarf? It would do that they're... on uh, the Amiga as well. You'd be like, I'm going up, I'm going up, I'm going up, and for some reason it just continues walking, yeah. and you just end up in the flames or also, what have you. Once you. If you were walking along and jumped, like there was none of this Mario-style change direction in the air so you'd hit jump and you were going and then you realized there was something that's going to kill you and you had a good four seconds <laughs> of watching your dude cartwheel into this thing that was going to kill him <clears throat> it can be something like just like a like a torch on the wall that you didn't realize wasn't decoration it's actual fire and when you brush one pixel of your dude against it wow. you're dead don't send an egg on these adventures <laughs> that, that does sound pretty tense it was so slow indeed. as well it, it, like looking back at it, it seems so slow yeah like all the movement seems so slow and like knowing that you've just sent him into his death when you when you make a jump slowly being able to watch it that's got to be tough yeah i don't think they i don't know that sounds like the scariest thing ever i don't think we're going to top that <clears throat> well it was, it was it was you know it was back when games weren't very big so they had to just make it fucking difficult yeah yeah that's true I well, ru- hence the birth of Metroidvanias. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, roughly the same time. Yeah, I, definitely. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Top notch. Yeah, top notch. Yeah, classic. Right, classic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Living your best life there, Tom. Yeah, well done. Future life. Future life. <laughs> I'm yeah. so 2008. <laughs> well, I'm going to say that I it wasn't. There were two games that I played that were weren't necessarily scary, but there were bits of them that I really didn't like and I would try and get through as quickly as possible. I don't like the ghosts in Mario. When the first play that and you've got the ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go and it's it's the Grim Castle and you've got either the big billy bullets or you've got the stuff that there there is nothing you can do. The ghosts will always kill you. Um, and now I have fun with them, but it was always... They're going to... You could move out of screen, and if you, for some reason, delayed, suddenly one of these ghosts would just be coming after you. And I didn't like that when I was uh, about ten, seven. That was a bit wiggy. And mm. on Quackshot, there was a similar thing. <laughs> what the fuck is Quackshot? Quackshot, Quackshot is the Donald was, Duck, um, a Donald Indiana Duck Jones game crossover on the Mega Drive. Yeah, <laughs> and you had plungers, and they would either pause the enemies, or eventually they gave you stuff that you could climb walls, and you needed it. <clears throat> you could also get a popcorn, a popcorn weapon, <clears throat> which was really useful because it would defeat all enemies. But there, I think in the Vampire Land one, there were just the undead that you couldn't necessarily defeat there were ghosts that would just follow you all the way through and you had to keep on moving mm. that that was pretty dark for what was a disney cartoon i take you never played <laughs> mickey's castle of illusions then uh oh, that, no I never, that is a I terrifying game yeah, yeah it's fucking twisted yeah it's yeah. good yeah. really twisted. really good but yeah, yeah um it's but it's kind of fantasia the game sort of isn't it yeah i mean while we're on mega drive games i had a game uh made by electronic arts um, called Great bunch of lads. Yeah, called the Immortal, and it was an RPG, but it was like a super violent RPG. So you'd wander around, and you'd get to an enemy, and it'd go, "I think I'm going to hit you," and then you get into a fight, and it would just be you twatting each other with your weapons, and you take it in turns that's, to hit that's the buttons, how fighting in games, try works. and dodge. 
And then the uh, animation would be like, if you got it right, you'd hit them on the head and the head would explode and stuff like that. <laughs> but that wasn't even the scary part. There'd be levels where there'd be something underneath the floor and you could only see it and it would move around randomly and it would like the, the tiles would come up black and you'd be trying to walk through the room. And if you walked on the wrong tile, this giant worm would come up and eat you. They used to scare the shit out of me when I was a kid. Excellent. The Immortal. Terrible game, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There was there was a demo game on the Amiga, which it was um, it was in the same kind of vein as... Um, oh, crap. can't remember. The, it's not Desert Strike. That's the helicopter game. Yes, yeah, uh, Desert Strike wasn't that scary. Uh, it was what, Americans it was first, flying it was, around the Gulf. It was a it was a yeah. yeah it's a first person shooter, but you it you mo- you weren't moving the character. It was one of those traveling ones like you get in the arcade where you would have the gun and you would just be shooting mm, all the targets as you could. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, there was one that was based obviously on Alien or Aliens. And you were going through. Oh, a... I was going to mention this. It's the Aliens one. It's amazing. Yeah, but... It wasn't based on the film Aliens. It has okay, aliens in it and things that are like facehuggers, but they're not facehuggers. Sort of like copyright um, dodging ripoff of aliens. Oh, massive. But it was pretty creepy. Faceholders. All you had was this. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they weren't quite huggers. They were things that just sucked. They weren't trying to put anything in you. They just damaged you. And that's, they were... that's what I always tell people. I know. I love things that suck. I'm just sucking. I'm not trying to put anything in you. Yeah, I'm just sucking. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Anyway, stop trying uh, to make eye contact. Always me out. After this, but, absolutely um, nothing yeah. is going to burst out of your sternum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you might be able I mean, to the... taste brill cream. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, the very first game that properly whipped me out mm. was Doom. Doom, Doom and yeah. Monkey Island too. Yeah, sure. I had, I had. Um... Fine. Again, you what... just brush over that, Dan. Why don't you? No, because you, you mentioned something and I was going to... Then you just do that. You've mentioned five games. I'm going to... Um, so I'm going to hop in and talk about a- the Alien game that I played. I think it was on the Commodore 64, actually. It was Aliens. <clears throat> and it was... you. It was like a side-scrolling type thing. And it was but it's first person. Really weird. And you had the, the beeper, like the alarm. And it would go off. But you'd have like you'd have like different marines, and you'd have to get them to the end room. Mm-hmm. So oh, like you'd have to move like one marine the original at a time. Space Hulk. Yeah, like Space Hulk, and then you'd hear also on my list. And then you have to quickly flick, move them to another room before the alien got them and stuff. Wow, yeah, yeah, no, I remember that. Going back to it, Duncan, Doom scared me as well, though. Didn't scare me because I cheated immediately at Doom. IDDQD, yeah, IDKFA, IDKFA. Uh, there was the, invis- the, heretic, the one that meant you. you could walk yeah. walk through walls, but I can't mm. remember that one. I just look. That was just yeah. That was just turning the clipping off. Which and if, if you went like out the level, it'd go all psychedelic. Yeah, and then you'd have to turn around and, and sort of find try, try the level. Find like, reality. Oh, okay, there it is. Yeah, and then you suddenly pop back into the level. Way. <laughs> what was it about Doom that was so scary though? Was it was the, it, the big fucking monsters oh, ripping set, your face off? Set in hell. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it was. I mean, the funny thing is, like, think back over the years of all the games you've played, and suddenly go, "Fuck!" Back then, I thought those graphics were amazing. Yeah. Back then, I thought those graphics were amazing. Nowadays, I think graphics are a bit. Eh. 
Yeah. Because everything looks so real these days. Like, you know, there's nothing, there's no There's no evolution beyond this now. Well, the ones that have made the most impact on us recently are the more sort of stylized things. So things like Limbo and Inside, which don't strive for graphical More reality. on them later, no More doubt. on them later. They, <laughs> yeah. they, they go for a very definitive look and, That's and true. just nail it. Well, tell you what, talking about stylized then, let's go for the one that I wanted to talk about very, very briefly, Max Payne. Okay, I never so played it. Th- never played the original Max Payne? Never played any of them. So yeah. there are three chapters in the original Max Payne, and in between the first two and the second and the third, there are hallucin- hallucinations and Max's nightmares, and you play through his nightmares. And they effectively are a very simple following a blood trail like maze that's multi-tiered and the walkways mm. are really really thin so it's basically like a big black room with just these kind of very small blood trails that you can see off in the distance and you've got to follow them it doesn't sound too scary mm. and haunting but when you consider that the level you've just gone through at the end of the first chapter is set in a nightclub that's themed around Ragnarok and the guy that you're going to kill is a devil worshipper mm. and there are entrails and horrible messages and screaming eventually you, when you get into the nightmare Max's family his wife and child were shot dead which is why yeah, by, by, by nutters on a, high on a drug the whole you sounded so much like Alan Partridge. Yeah, <laughs> on a drug. There shots by nutters. By nutters on a drug. <laughs> and um, these little nightmare scenarios where you're having to follow these blood trails is all set to the sobbing of a woman and the screams of a child. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. And it just goes on and on while you are trying to find your way out of this maze. And it doesn't end. It just keeps going. And you get lost, you you fall off. It's just sobbing endlessly. And the second one is even worse because the sobbing is just low level. It's just there. You can just hear this sobbing in the background. And and occasionally the child will scream. And it's just... It's already stressful and frustrating because you're trying to find your way out of a fucking maze. <laughs> and then all the horrible... It's just so awful, man. They just freaked me out. And I remember playing them. I played Max Payne at university and I was one of those people that went to bed at like six in the morning, didn't wake up until two in the afternoon. Um, you know, so I, would, I was playing these like in pitch black night where the whole house was quiet because I lived with a load of biology students who were fucking, you know, spods. Um, and I... <laughs> <laughs> and um you know i just i i i was just i that was that was university i already loved games but university over three years cemented my love of games i mm. became beyond obsessed it was just like that was what i wanted to do with the rest of my life uh yeah max Payne was one of the big ones for that especially because of its horror content mm. I, you, I, I never sort of really knew it as a as a scary no, game. You can pick it up for so cheap nowadays. Mm. It's well worth doing just to play through because it was of course the first game that bought proper bullet time. You know, yeah, after that's the Matrix. What it's kind of associated for. Yeah, really stylized. The story was told through some in-game cutscenes, but the majority of it was through graphic novel content in the uh, in the game itself, which was really cool. The whole story was t- was sort of told through the graphic novel esque. Mm. Yeah, stuff. It was really wicked and scary. And Max is very miserable, and you know, used brilliant metaphors like um, you know, with someone like you know, my love for her was like pouring gasoline onto a fire. You know, just things like that, like really, really hammy like, shit. So, the way that just normal guys talk. Yeah, and also like I couldn't work out what was more scary—that this guy was practicing devil worshiping, or he believed in it. You know, that <laughs> kind of shit. Yeah, it's really cool. Anyway, that's Max Payne. 
I mean, going back to Doom while we're there, the new Doom's pretty scary as well. Although it's more edge of seat kind of terrifying in terms of it, the adrenaline kind of keeps you going. Nothing ever really jumps out on you. Doom You're 3, jumping out on Doom it. Doom 3 was scarier. Well, it was set up as a survival horror game, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. D- Doom 3 was just literally a horror game. Yeah. But yeah. it wasn't, it almost wasn't a Doom game because no. it was a survival horror game. Yeah, where no duct tape existed. Hmm. There was no way to duct tape your torch to your gun. No, that's annoying, that. I call bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but Liam Kennedy should be able to shuffle forward and fire a pistol at the yeah, same time. Yeah, that's true. He's meant to be like a highly trained Secret Service that's agent. That's true. But if I, he... haven't, I haven't got to the bit on the course where they do walking as well. Yeah, no, hang on. <laughs> Bang. Okay, come on. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> do we want to send Leon on this? Yeah. So like, like, what, what, what's London Has for? Fallen yeah. would have been a bit of a different movie if Gerard Butler kept having to stop every time he wanted to shoot someone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I urge God, anyone film. to go onto YouTube and look at Mark Commode's uh, review of Hunter Killer, the new submarine film with Gerard Butler. Is or as it, he calls is it, it or as he called it, Olympus Has Sunken. <laughs> um, he, he, the review is probably better than the film, I would say. Mm. Very, very good. Anyone got any more hot or scary games? Yeah, Monkey Island. Monkey Island and Monkey Island 2 yeah. were actually pretty terrifying. They, I mean, they really were quite... They, they, they did the, have scary moments. Yeah. Until were, until you, know, you sort of realise that actually nothing can happen to you. Yeah, there is yeah. that. But the well, this was one of Emma's... <clears throat> I asked her, Preggers, what her first scary game. And she didn't like uh, the voodoo woman in Monkey Island... Oh, in the in the swamp, some of the guys in the, in lives in a giant skull. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit creepy. Very um, atmospheric that game. Even even like if you play it now in, in the the remaster, if you switch back to the original graphics, it's very kind of evocative with the limited kind of resources that they were working with then. And yeah, I, I do remember being quite wigged out by a few bits of it. I mean, then we're moving on to. Um, I'm going to confess, for a long time I didn't get past level 3 of Dark Forces because I couldn't face go down into the sewers because oh, I didn't like that meeting is a, the sewage monsters. That is a that good is show. not a scary game. I that know, is a I scary say... game! There are moments where I was like, I can't do this. There's, there's, I know that there's something there. Like, the first time you meet the Mark one, the one with the the dark trooper with the blades. I was like, oh, I don't in know. The, I was uh, running the... around throwing thermal detonators everywhere. So half the time, I blew myself up. That was in <laughs> the that was in the mission where you go down into the mine, the one with the yeah. weird red hue, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you make that dramatic escape through that long, long tunnel um, with all the shutting doors, or yeah. like the closing door. Yeah, that that was that was a good mission. But yeah, no, I do agree that was scary. But I think it was it was meeting the first dark trooper phase two mm. that was, yeah that's the bit that sticks with me although i will give you some credit for bringing up dark forces that's a, a underrated game that a lot of people don't bring up these days it was it was a very clever very scary game yeah it, yeah it's it kind of got forgotten good. because of the the numbering convention of those games is so confusing yes that you forget it exists because it was dark forces then dark forces 2 jedi knight yeah then it was jedi knight 2 jedi outcast yeah. then jedi knight jedi academy yeah oh no hang on there was jedi knight 2 no, no, Jedi Knight, uh, Dark Forces 2, Jedi Knight, Mysteries of the Sith. Sith yeah. Which is the expansion. Where it's yeah. got Mara Jade in it, hasn't it? That's yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, yeah, you play Mara Jade, don't you? Yeah. Kyle, yeah. by that point, has an orange lightsaber and she has a purple one. And what mm. the fuck's that about? 
I think she usually has like a magenta or purple lightsaber. Yeah. Most representations. She's a legends now, isn't she? She's not. Yeah, canon, she's not official. Doesn't exist. Which I think is bullshit. No, no, they're not doing all the characters I like when I read my books. No, 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 no. She's she's a very cool character who's kind of there. She's kind of ruined by all problem. the uh, all the sexy fan art. That's the first thing that comes up. If I you know, Google which, is, her. which is always like her ass. It kind of cheapens it. It's like there's Mara Jade's ass, and oh, and there's Mara Jade behind it mm. <laughs> by several meters. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, well, um, so when I was thinking about this, it re- I really got reminded of. A game that isn't actually—it's not scary as such, but it, none of these happen. It made me so stressed, yeah. and it shouldn't do because, short of Football Manager, it's the game I can think of that could most easily be recreated in Excel and not lose anything of it. It's a game called Uplink. Oh, which, I know. Oplink. Oh my did god! You, did you play yes. it? The yes. hacking game. Yes. Yeah, it's really good. That used to scare the absolute shit out of me. So if, if you haven't played it, it's, it's sort of this kind of like slightly Blade Runnery, slightly sort of cyberpunky kind of you're like a freelance hacker who sort of signs up with this organisation that give you shady missions, mm. and it's that basically the entire game is played through a recreation of Windows. Mm. You're just you're you're dialing into servers and trying to erase logs and copy files and edit data on other people's servers and like swap identity records and get in, you start getting into things like criminal records and tax records and breaking into different corporations but you are being tracked all the time mm. and sort of the initially it's quite easy just sort of delete a few logs and things like that but as it as it gets more advanced the people tracking you are using more advanced tools and you have to sort of you can't just delete logs you have to go in and create fake ones and it all takes too much time and they're tracking you and you don't know how close they are to getting hold of you and when they it, there's no graphics really it's just a, a user interface when they get you all that happens is just you get disconnected mm. but you've got no way of knowing when it's gonna gonna happen and it used to absolutely shit me up that game so linked into that there was one that was on the phones as well which you had to link things in and, and it's all timed and you would get and you would open up stories and the stories would get darker and darker as you went on. Mm. And then linked into that, has anyone I, I, reminded me there's a game I want to play? I think it's like three or four of them now. About like found phones. And the idea is that the game is on your phone and it's a phone screen. And you go through trying to figure out who it, whose phone it belongs to. And it just gets scarier and scarier as you go into the files and stuff like that. Sounds awesome. Oh my God. Mm. Sounds creepy though, doesn't it? That's, that's the, yeah, that's the kind of horror that, I, that, that really gets inside yeah, my yeah. head really gets inside I can't remember what it's called but I remember reading something about it and that that's the kind of thing I would like to play just something that looks like a phone screen mm. but gradually gets more and more creepy as you go on yeah that that sounds pretty fucking scary yeah is it had an effect on you Tom yeah I, th- I think I could feel something leaking out and that's yeah I think Sorry, I better, um, yeah, yeah. Was that being, sure. Yeah, Do you want to stick right? around? No, I, I, I need to. Sure, yeah, I need got to a go. cork if, if that helps. No, 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 mate. It's seriously, it's better out than in. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Sure. I, I'm gonna. Yeah. Cool. Well, to let you know, I've moved on from hell, and I've met the hobgoblin. You've met the hobgoblin. That's what you're drinking, is it? Yep. Okay. Gurnlist wasn't sure whether it. Oh no, I said his name. Well, what, you know Gernalist? what happens then. Yeah. He could have been a hundred miles away, and you just summoned him. Yeah, like a fucking demon leprechaun. <laughs> That's 
That's his, that's <laughs> that's his middle name, I understand. That's how leprechauns work, right? Yeah, pretty certain, yeah. yeah. They come it's in good game reviews. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Sonia, Sonia you, just, uh, you just hang on out there for like maybe 15, 20 minutes, and then I'll, I'll be back out. I just 20 do minutes. This and I've just got to go, okay? So, yeah, you just wait there. Thanks. Thanks for the lift again. Hi. I'm James Gurnalist, the Games Journalist's Games Journalist. Think of me as a cross between Han Solo and Lord Byron, but, you know, more about games journalism. I've spent the last 12 years intrepidly travelling from one end of the globe to the other to bring my audience the very best in untamed games journalism. I've written for websites like IGMNM, Nataku, GamePots, Polywogglegon, and uh, magazines like uh, PC Gamering, PC Friendzoning, I Love Games A Lot Weekly Magazine, and Razzle. Anyway, enough about me. I'm uh, looking forward to starting my reviews on uh, Too Much Time in Our Hands podcast. <laughs> Fellas, hey, how James. are we doing? How are we doing? Yeah. We all doing okay? All good. It looks like we've got a full house Full this house. Time. He said no yeah. Tom, though. Obviously, he's gone to the loo again. Well, it's always the way. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, it's, always, it's, it's quite funny, actually. Pretty much the only time... I, mean, I talk to Tom quite a lot on, on, on mobile. Yeah. But actually, what happens is I tend to see him running the other direction so I come in through the gate Tom's either going you know he's off he just goes alright James just, and just and cupping gone. the seat of his trousers absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely sure. what are you guys talking about to, this time uh, horror games ah uh, yeah. yeah see Tom gets a little bit squirty during <laughs> conversations <laughs> yeah. like this yeah. Halloween coming up we thought we'd link it in you know? yeah. yeah well be, you be careful with him because he's got some pretty sensitive uh, lower intestinal movement <laughs> yeah. at the moment does so, definitely uh, well we're aware of that yeah um, just quickly did you listen back to last week's podcast uh, no, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Was there... No, no. sometimes on? I think you should just... Uh... Have you done something different with your your hair, by the way? No, it's just pushed back because of uh, the headphones, I think, probably. It's charming. You like it? Yeah, it's really nice. That's that's good to know, James. Saucy. Yeah. It's yeah. really good. Could okay. you just shut the fuck up, Russ? I'm talking to Dan, please. Yeah. Wow. What's th- this is new? <laughs> I, thought, yeah. I, thought you, I thought we won't... I thought you didn't like me much, James. He's staring at me. <laughs> So. Shall, I, shall I do my review? Yeah. 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 Okay. Please do. Yeah. Do you know what? Actually, actually, no, let's not do that. Okay. okay. Let's not do that. No. So, Dan. Hi, uh, um, James. <laughs> so, where were you born, Dan? Uh, St. Albans. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's nice. It's nice. Been my whole life. <laughs> You're so interesting. It's <laughs> so interesting. Thanks, James. Yeah. Russ, shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> You're right, James. Anyway, Dan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, you know, how long have you lived in St. Albans? My whole life, James. Have you ever been over to Paris at all? I've been to Paris, yes. Yeah? What, yeah. Did, you, what did you think while you were there? I liked it, yeah. It's nice. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. That's great. Yeah. That's Not great. recently, though, James. Okay, no, that's good. No. That's good. No. Have you been talking to someone? Have you listened to the podcast last week's? Yes. Yes, I listened to it, James. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. 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 I think I'm going to go. You're going to go? I think so, yeah. Why? I think I'm going to go. Okay. Where? I'm just going to go. Okay, okay. James. Thanks, yeah. thanks, everyone. I appreciate okay, that. Okay, cool. That was... I mean, I don't get it. It's getting weirder and weirder, right? He's a weird guy. He is a weird guy. 
I just... James, it's going to be fine. Don't worry about it at all. It's, abs- it's going to be absolutely fine. Look, he's, he's going to know what... Look, I'll, I'll go talk to him, OK? Just like OK. Ewan! Hey, Ewan, boys. Good How to see you. Long time, Favourite Jedi night. Yeah, it's been, it's been quite a long time, hasn't it? Well, I've been I've been away shooting movies. What the, films? The, the star Ewan McGregor, yeah. actually. Yeah. That's, that's, that's great. Was is anyone else there? Or is this sort of on your there may There may stuff? have been. There were several other trailers and, in fact, very many other people. But uh, when you're in a Ewan McGregor production, uh, it tends to be the focus on Ewan McGregor rather than everything else. I mean, people say, I thought it was going to be you and me, but actually I say, no, the mistake is it was you and McGregor. <laughs> Okay. So, um, yeah, that's that's right. That's how it goes. Anyway, um, James wanted me to pass on some personal uh, comments to you. Yeah. Um, so, of course, I'm, I was in Sonia's Lambo, yeah. um, which is a two-seater, but actually has been converted to um, with a throne on the top for me. Um, so he just wanted me to say that uh, anything you may have heard beforehand yeah. um, in any of the other podcasts uh, were purely the figment of your imagination okay. and, and his lawyers will be uh, following up with any letters should you be uh, insinuating anything that he's done uh, or said or might have insinuated about affections towards you. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm primarily pretty... not to hurt Russ's feelings, uh, actually. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so I just wanted to let you know that is that he all right? Fine. He's absolutely fine. He's he's a little bit traumatized by the fact that you seem to be insinuating that he likes balls in his mouth, which <laughs> is not what James Gunnlist is about at all. No, but he's not against <laughs> it though either, right? Well, that's that's not for me to comment actually, and I've been mm. breach of several contracts. Uh, you you haven't got a contract with us, have you? Including the one I've got with this podcast over here. What? Um, anyway, I was going to just join in for a little bit. I understand that you're talking about some scary things, and I wanted to share some uh, experiences that I've actually uh, had in my life. One of the scariest um, experiences I've ever had was going to a cinema and finding that a film didn't star me um, in it. It <laughs> wasn't thing actually even a, a Ewan McGregor production. Um, mm. That was terrifying. Although not as terrifying, in fact, as acting with Hayden Christensen. Um, because What's he like? He's, he's a, an awful human being. Oh, okay. Uh, and, um, <laughs> and, and terrible in many ways, especially his acting, which, to be fair, when you've been around the world with Charlie Baum, and, um, you think that acting can't get much worse, but actually um, it's surprising how bad Hayden really is. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I believe he actually wanks off goats at, at points uh, during his life. I've seen some news stories to that mm. effect. I think they were on some very prestigious uh, publication, one called The Onion, for instance, yeah. which I, I, of course, yeah. journalistic integrity. Yeah, that's no fake news there. Absolutely not. Mm. Um, so, of course, you know, other horror stories I've worked with George Lucas. That was pretty terrifying uh, from many times. I'm not entirely sure where his chin ends and his neck begins, mm. um, which, uh, yeah, was very, very scary. <laughs> um, and also I've worked with Scarlett Johansson, who, of course, uh, is terrifying because you think she's a nice person until you find her eating people's babies. Uh, she in, eats in people's her, babies. She does, does, does uh, that a lot. It, absolutely, she's a siren, Russ. She's right. an absolute siren. Yeah. I, mean, yes. I, I think I could look past it. Um, are there any questions that anyone would like to ask me? I mean, yeah. I'm quite used to you know being on interviews and sure. things like that, sure, especially yeah. the, not the ones with Charlie, obviously. No, I mean, did you take a direct route here, like like the just the M1? Or did you take the long way down? I'm afraid I can't answer that. Actually, uh, Russ, have you got any questions that you'd like to ask me? 
How's the uh, How's the Obi Wan movie coming? I'm afraid I can't talk to you about that at all. But uh, I'll text you later and okay. tell you what's going on. Can, yeah, do I get text? George Lucas keeps trying to get involved. Actually, it's quite funny. Um, keep, keep him the fuck away from it. Yeah, absolutely. We will. We will. Um, Duncan, have you got any questions that you'd like to ask the famous Ewan McGregor? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how scary do you find deep fried Mars bars? Well, that's a very good question, actually, Duncan, and one that I'm very happy to answer. Um, I don't find them scary. I actually find them uh, disgusting and a blight on all things <laughs> Scottish. So thanks for that question. Dan, is there any other questions? You yeah, I've got answer? another one. What's, what was it like working with the actual Winnie the Pooh? I'm afraid I can't answer that question, Dan. No. I'm afraid not. So, Russ, Winnie, Winnie the Pooh's lawyers are fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah. Russ, have you, have you got any questions that you'd like to ask? I mean, I think you should make the most of it. I'm, I'm a Hollywood A-lister, obviously. You hang out with them all the time, mm-hmm. eating onion rings in the park. I'm talking to Russ, actually. Sorry, here. sorry. Well done. Sorry, you Sorry, one more thing, Russ. What's your favourite flavour of onion rings? I'm afraid I can't talk to you about <laughs> that. Yeah, absolutely. Duncan, have you got any questions you'd like me to answer? Yeah. Um, Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar? Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Just, it, was that a terrifying experience? That What's that, a great question, Duncan. That, In fact, that's fantastic coming from someone up in Scotland. Uh, it's just so great. <laughs> I um, think I'm getting this now. Yeah, thank you very much um, for that question. It's very well thought out and planned. Um, it was quite scary, but I mean, then when is an anthropomorphic ping pong ball on a stick not scary? Uh, you're expected to talk to it, and you're being told to do that by a man who has no throat. Um, behind the director's seat <laughs> which of course is even more terrifying because of course it's just a gelatinous wobbly blob of uh, what looks like silicon uh, in a water balloon um, sort of wobbling at you telling you to talk to this ping pong ball and you worried that his mind may have snapped but then you realise that actually this is what he planned all along these prequels, these were what he planned all along there was absolutely a goal in sight. He planned to make the most mystifying and downright disappointing uh, additions to his great, great saga. Um, and, uh, of course, you know, it, it literally can only be rescued by an Obi-Wan movie, which I'm delighted to confirm to you, Duncan, is being shot at the moment, and I am Excellent. playing Obi-Wan Kenobi, because, of course, Alec Guinness is no longer with us, and it would be very uh, sad and odd to uh, CG him in when you've got someone who looks so incredibly like me um, and, and uh, you've got the gravitas as well I'd, I'd, I'd appreciate it's it if you didn't interrupt me Duncan I was on a floor there actually um, <laughs> you know these these kind of performances they do take a while and they do cost a lot anyway um, I'll let it slide this once uh, once I'll let it slide uh, this this once uh, Duncan uh, but I've got to go now because I've got to go and see if James is okay because Dan really has upset him quite a lot um, so I'll I be going now. I Dan, didn't do anything. Please don't don't make it worse for yourself and for me. Um, okay. Okay. What's your contract say? Okay. With I've, got, us. I've got to go now. D- uh, Russ, it was great to see you again. You too, buddy. Duncan, it's always fantastic to talk to you. Always, good. it's a pleasure. It's an honour. Okay, if we could Deep just speed honor. speed those responses up, Duncan, that'd be superb. Um, and uh, I'll be seeing you uh, probably in court if you don't uh, act. Uh, a little bit better, Dan. Okay. Sure. Sorry. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll, I'll be seeing you later. And may the force be with you. Very good. Uh, absolutely. You are actually technically in breach of uh, terms of my contract by using oh, that. Shit. I said under no fucking circumstances. Okay. 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 You. You. It's cool. It's cool. Okay. I'm cool. going now. Okay. I'll just get the money out of the velvet gold. All right. Thanks, boys. Bye, boys. Cheers, buddy. God, he truly does lead a life less ordinary. Does Sonia have to drive these guys around all the time? She just does it. I tried to get her not to. That's why I got her Lambo, right?
Well, no, we got a Lambo because everyone else has got a contract that I don't have. I'm not earning any money off this. Do you know how long it takes me to edit this? Fucking hell. Ten minutes before I fall asleep. <laughs> don't, don't, don't try and pretend to people that we edit this podcast. Nah, just sh- shove it out. Generally, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you just did, Tom. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty good now. Is James okay? Apparently uh, I, I would. I really wouldn't go there right now. Oh, really? No, I really wouldn't. Am go I in trouble? Right I, I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, luckily, you've not got a contract to be in breach of, really. So, ah, yeah, you well, know, yeah. it's all good. Ugh, ugh, anyway, yeah, I should get a medal for that. Congrats! Well Thanks, done. That's good. Well That's good. Uh, there's some porcelain damage uh, that I'm going to have to. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to reimburse you for us. Just, just the sheer velocity. <laughs> Absolutely, it was. It was awful. It was awful. It was like a shotgun blast. <laughs> yeah, taken out part of the wall. It made a, a necessary tink <laughs> as, as everything hit. Anyway. So, so was, that a, was that good? Yeah. Good, yep. Yeah, good. no, yeah. Um, James didn't do a review. He wasn't here for very long, so. Where'd he go? Uh, he asked me if I listened to last week's pod. It has been quite difficult for him this last week. Really? It has been pretty difficult for him. Oh, well, he's got a contract to fulfil, don't forget. So he better be here next week to do a, do a uh, review. I, if he listens back to this and he hears you talking like that, he's not really going to be very happy. Not after what you did. He doesn't listen to these. Not after what <laughs> he you listen did. To anyone. What did I do? You know what you did. I don't have to explain it to you. Okay, fine. Cool. Let's just get what on with this podcast do, and get it done, okay? Okay, cool. Horror games. Horror games. Where were we? Let's let's um, let's go back. Let's Ru- talk about Russ, some actual Russ horror games. <laughs> Russ mentioned Space Hulk. There we go. That's close enough. <laughs> Russ did mention Space Hulk, and Russ used to have the shit scared out of him by Space Hulk. Yeah. Because Me also. Even the tabletop game is scary, because the the odds of actually winning in it are so slim. Yeah. And the gene stealers are so unstoppable. And it was very much like that in the uh, game as well. I remember sort of thinking, like, the first time I played it, it was like, oh, I'm a fucking Terminator. Yeah. I'm invincible. And then you get your face ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that's my, that's literally my enduring memory of playing that when I, yeah. first mm. ever, when I first ever played it way back in the day, was that in moment of just like, these guys never die. So yeah. I'll never die. I'm the <laughs> yeah. smartest person that ever After lived. Like, I remember being like really <laughs> delighted at seeing like, it's the Games Workshop logo. Yeah. They're in a game. It's <laughs> yeah. a, a proper computer game. It's a Games Workshop. There's, there's banners there. There's Ultramarines, mate. Oh, I've got it's 14 awesome. Gene Stealers attached to my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that not He must have rolled a whole bunch like, of ones. I've, yeah. I've got a power fist. It's actually going to do something because these are really tough when you get it, it when you're you're playing the ball when you're playing normal 40k you're like ah oh, power fist hand to hand brilliant no no what? you are lucky if it was one in 20 or something like that times mm. i mean i was always amazed and delighted as soon as they came up in my face i was like oh, well, I'm dead. <laughs> oh hang on i've just defeated this it's like who used the 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 hammer and the shield. No one ever used the hammer because well, the whole, the whole it was point was rubbish. to avoid, like hand to, if you got into hand to hand combat, you you had lost. I remember the, the the graphic of flailing, hitting the right mouse button to bring up the power fist, and just like seeing it flail wildly and wildly in front of this gene stealer, and then and then just die. So yeah, that was pretty cool. I, yeah. I liked. I mean, they were obviously trying to emulate the. Um, uh, in aliens, when yeah. all of the marines' screens go static, yeah, like, yeah. as soon as they, I mean that's the thing. Like we're led to believe then in that case that in that film, 
every time an alien killed someone, it disconnected the disconnected camera. Disconnected <laughs> Yeah. Unplugged the HDMI oh, hang cable. On, just bend that aerial. <laughs> yeah, like dragging him off. <laughs> yeah. But because sort of the idea is like you were sort of. You weren't actually one of them. You were kind of in the command and control centre, like looking at their their feeds from their suits, weren't you? Yes. So you could sort of jump between them and you were giving them the orders. Which actually, in the context of the four, uh, 40k universe, where you've got like the, in- the Inquisitors and all that sort of stuff, like actually feels detached and how mm. soldiers would be treated. Even the... Even the um, uh, what are they called? The Space Marines. Even yeah. even the Space Marines. Like that's how you figure they'd they'd be treated. Like yeah. they're assets. You know, yeah. they're 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 far away from they're like a drone pilot, you know, by today. Like if the drone gets shot and destroyed, at least the pilot didn't die. You know, even though those things they they cost a lot, drones. They, they, do. they do cost they an do. awful lot. That's why I've only that's why I've only bought six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um but the, I love the idea that there's this there's this this ship just floating through space. Yeah, the, the then, whole concept yeah. of the Space Hulk is fairly creepy and yeah. scary because it's sort of, it's a 40k version of a derelict ship. So yeah. it's a derelict ship the size of a city that's been twisted by chaos and yeah. might be infected by demons. But they send five Terminators out to yeah. deal with it. <laughs> five lads? Yeah, you'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What should we send? A squad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a squad. And it's the size of a city. Be fine. You do sort of feel invincible when you've got the auto cannon. You're like, yeah, come on. And then you realise, oh, I've got limited there's one, ammo. And there's one and then behind that you. point where they go to click, you're like, oh, oh, I'm about to really die. Why they don't just blow it up? Yeah. Does this stir any memories? Akkad, to your right. Yeah, yeah, Akkad, yeah. to your left. Akkad, behind you. Akkad, you're dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I, it does, yeah. And... The, the feeling of okay, I can see it. Gonna shoot. Can see it. Gonna shoot. Can see it. Click, click, click. Jammed. I've jammed. Shit. I'm dead. I'm fucking dead. Because as soon as you jam, you're dead. Because they move so quickly. Mm. Yeah, it, the game's creepy. And then the 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 flamer as well, just laying waste on an entire room, meaning you can't get through the room afterwards as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's a bit silly looking back at it. Can I move on to a, another game <laughs> yeah. that was probably probably came out maybe about five years after the original Space Hulk mm-hmm. was the original not the well not the original the original on the for the PC not the Jaguar but the original Aliens versus Predator mm. game mm. came out and it was very famous primarily because it, I think it was made by a company called Rebellion mm. Rebellion um, and the Marine campaign was fucking terrifying um because you've got no you've got no predator vision to be able to see aliens you've got no nothing you've literally got your night vision or your um oh and the motion tracker didn't work when you had night vision on so you had to Mm. turn you had to one or the other the aliens you could run very fast almost inhumanly fast like you were on fucking skates um but the aliens came screaming down <laughs> corridors towards you they would come you know they would literally spiral towards you running on the ceiling down on the floor face huggers would like fucking scream at you down down big long corridors they they you know there there were missions set in the atmosphere processor for instance which is fucking terrifying and an iconic uh, place anyway i remember inching my way through those levels <laughs> throwing one of your eight flares out. So basically you had a maximum of eight flares that could be lit at any one time. And as soon as one went out, you'd get a flare back would, would appear in your inventory. 
And so you would just be sort of throwing these flares out like, <laughs> fuck. Don't let like, the lights go yeah, out. Yeah. And of course, getting shit scared every time the motion tracker pinged because the motion tracker would ping when you threw a flare because it would suddenly detect <laughs> the motion of the flare and you'd be like, oh, fuck. Okay, okay, it's the motion tracker. Like, oh, shit, fuck. Okay, oh, Christ, it was the motion tracker. <laughs> it, was, it was terrifying. I was petrified playing that game. Mm. Um, it, oh, it was just scary. It was very empowering playing as the Predator, but playing mm. as the Marine petrifying yeah. and especially was, the atmosphere processing uh, level wasn't it nearly impossible to complete with the marine though i remember playing can't remember who it had it it might have been my neighbor tomo this is why i just caused confusion earlier my i used to go around and play computer games with tomo and i'm pretty sure he had it and the marines were pretty well impossible you could you could sort of do the game as uh with the others but marines because everything could kill you very easily you were quite squishy that it was pretty impossible to do it yeah it it was i mean it was yeah it was very very hard very hard the alien campaign was probably the easiest because the most aggressive alien uh, the most aggressive enemy you'd have to come up against was the predator and you only face that once i think you face one of them or two of them in the campaign as the predator, you faced fucking scores of aliens, but you were a predator. Um, yeah, and in the marine campaign, you were basically against predators and aliens and what they called xenoborgs, which were like kind of cyborg, like robot, blend with blended with um, alien DNA. Sounds likely. Which were fucking weird, man. They were really weird, but yeah, it was really hard. It wasn't impossible. I mean, I completed the campaign a couple of times, but it was. Um, yeah, definitely the hardest. Basically, like I said, because I inched forward. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't move fast through any of these. There was actually um, in the gold edition they introduced a multiplayer mode, which was like a survival mode. And one of them is what is one that endures in my mind forever because I played it so many times with a couple of mates. Um, and it's a very very simple scenario. The level itself is gigantic. There's like an initial crash site. There's a great big canyon you can move into. There's a whole, um, you know, big sort of like cliff path chase that you can get involved in. They're basically mm. like a survival like mode with a with kind of an objective. We never got past the crash zone ever <laughs> because the crash is basically the EV vehicle from Alien Three. It's just there. Boom against one side. You are obviously meant to be the three survivors who popped out, and then all of a sudden. You're just standing around, you're like, okay, there's some weapons on the floor, let's pick up the weapons. All of your motion trackers start going. <laughs> and alien after alien after alien after alien just comes flooding into the crash site. <laughs> and you are just in the middle of, you know, you're almost all back to back, just like, ah! Spraying, <laughs> shitting, fucking fire, everything. Um, and then eventually getting torn to pieces by aliens. And th that was it. It was the most fun ever. It was like, oh, we lasted a minute and 30 seconds that time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was one minute and 34 seconds this time. It was, uh, And it just injures my mind because it was pulse pounding. It was so short and sweet. Brilliant. Anyway, that, that, yeah, that's another one. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, sounds good. Um, Dead Space. Oh, very yes. scary game. Um, the first time when it says you've got to chop the limbs off. And me systematically chopping every single limb off, even when they're on the floor dead, thinking they're going to come back to life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Can't trust those necromorphs. No. Um, just terrifying game, start to finish. 
Um, really nice map as well for the game mm. that just gets scarier and scarier as the game goes on. And then what I particularly liked was the second one when you go back to the ship again. The Ishimura. Yeah. And yeah. it's been it's got the uh the covers over all the walls. But other oh. than that, it's the same map. Yeah. Absolutely loved that. But particularly in Dead Space, the thing that scared me the most was the v- spoilers. Turn off now if you if you have not played Dead Space and you're planning on playing it, but it's been a while now. It's been ten years, I think, now. So Yeah, it's yeah. quite old now. Um was um the very ending of the game when you're back on the ship and you've escaped. Um and your is it your wife, isn't it? They're sitting in the other ship and she's dead. Um, but she's sitting there crying and then you look at her and then she just turns at you and screams, doesn't she? And she's well, she, like, yeah. she turns all necromorphy yeah. and sort of like, it's, it's like those old uh, memes that would like be a gif yeah. that, you know, would have something jump out at you yeah. from a mirror or something. It was like that. Yeah. And she would not stop screaming. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> they would not stop screaming. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I... Um, that that made me jump out of my seat because in a game you kind of feel like you're safe. It's not like horror films when you're always expecting that one last jump in a game. When you're done, you think, I'm kind of done here. So, And then that happened and I probably threw my controller out of my hand. A little bit of poo popped out. A little bit of poo popped out, definitely. And then the third one came out and that's just total shit. Yeah, they went to action. Yeah. Oh, Long and, route with Dead Space. And also the level on Dead Space where you've got to transport that bloody rock. Oh, fuck. Me so frustrating, yeah. So frustrating because that was actually one of those games that did, um, you know, kind of kind of walking around in space, right? Yeah, barely any sound whatsoever, except for the dull thud of your boots on the floor, um, and it just felt very claustrophobic. Yeah, even when you were out in the expanse of space. Yeah. Speaking of another game that does space very well, mm-hmm. is one that it will come as no surprise for me to big up, but it's Alien Isolation. Yeah, and one moment in particular that I want to address now. Yeah. By the time you come to this moment, the initial sort of cutscene introductions of the alien—one where it steals Axel, it yeah. takes Axel away through the vents—and the second time when you're at the desk turning off an alarm and the alien jumps down onto mm. the desk in front of you, and it's all done through a cutscene and Amanda's trying to avoid his tail. Well, its tail, not his tail. It's not like he's Jim Alien. Mm. Um, it's actually when you're in the trauma center in the hospital mm. and you are looking for a video from the doctor who's, uh, you know, just you're trying to find out what's going there and they say, oh, you've got to go and find this key card that'll let you through. It'll get you to an emergency shuttle. You'll be able to get out of here. And you head down, you watch this video, which is very traumatic because she's talking about the patient who brought the alien on board. She's talking about that. And then suddenly quarantine gets triggered in the in the hospital and it just mm. quarantine and lock enacted you know sirens start going sort of the halon systems activate and then it all settles you walk out of the office you start walking up some metal stairs no scripted cutscene no stop and look at me no musical sting no nothing but out of the vent right in front of you starts uncoiling the alien and it lands with that kind of sickening wet thump that it does in the original film. And that's the first time the alien is now unleashed on you. Mm. There is no escaping that alien for the rest of the game now. And I just remember <laughs> looking around like, where the fuck do I hide? 
Like, <laughs> what, what the hell? And all there was was a hospital gurney. So I, you know, so you walk up to the hospital gurney and you very slowly crouch underneath and you sort of slide yourself under it like a bit of, like, chewing gum, like trying to attach yourself to the bottom of it. And the alien, you know, it doesn't see you. It doesn't have eyes, so you wouldn't even know if it was looking at you. But it just sort of thumps off down the corridor ahead of you and you're just watching it terrified it disappears off that round a corner and i you know if in any other game in that situation you would start moving and but i just froze to the spot <laughs> and just watched I, I live here now as it as it came through a room it sniffed against some glass it came out and round and eventually it saw me under the under the gurney so <laughs> I was like, uh, tried to back away. And of course, the animation is brilliant because it's all first person. The alien jumps into you, pounces with its front, um, with its hands, pushes you to the ground, sort of launches itself on top of you. And by that point, it just, you know, it's like opened its mouth with all that slime and shit dripping out. And then black screen. I was, that was it. I realized to myself, this game is going to be fucking brilliant i'm going to be petrified but it's going to be brilliant yeah i just got petrified and turned it off (laughs) i I don't think it's even worth me trying to play that game because i just i just good when when there's the screen saying like start i'd be like no i'm good here first first hour and 20 minutes i spend the whole game going "Ah, that's not that scary it's not that scary it's not scary and then the alien appears in front of you for the first time and i'm like i don't want to play this anymore i'm done now (laughs) yeah it's like outlast i tried playing that Oh, now that is a good game. Yeah. But you are defenceless. Yeah. You can only run. Yeah. You can only run. And the torture scene, first person, is awful. Yeah, yeah. Awful, awful, awful. Yeah. So, yeah. Good game, though. Well, I'm sure it is. What's what's Outlast? Outlast is the one with the mental asylum, where you're the journalist investigating what's going on there, and you've only got a night vision video camera. That's it. I don't know if I've seen that one. It's very good. Mm. Has a lot to do with nanotechnology as well mm. towards the end of it, which I mm. quite like. Yeah. What was it called? But you can only run. You can only free run or hide. Yeah. That's it. Nothing else. Wow. No guns, no weapons, no nothing. What was the one that everyone always used to talk about that I played once and pooed myself? Fatal Frame. Oh, that's meant to be yes. terrifying, yeah. yeah. The camera was it the camera obscura? Mm. Yeah. 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 That that was too much for me. Yeah. Yeah, I've read about that, and I'm just like, nope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Crimson Butterfly was the one that I bought because it came out on the original Xbox, and mm. everyone said, oh, my God, these are so scary. If you are if you like Japanese horror, which I did at the time, buy it, play it, you'll love it. It'll absolutely freak the hell out of you. I never got past maybe the first 10 <laughs> minutes of it ever, ever played beyond that because it was petrifying. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the bit, the bits that always get me in any Japanese horror film are the wardrobe scenes. Any yeah. scene that involves a wardrobe with an <laughs> inch crack and a face, yeah. um, that I'm done. Fuck that shit because I do not want to think that anything that I can buy in IKEA might have something like that <laughs> inside it. It's awful. Which actually is where PT gets a bit of credit because there is a very how have we not talked about PT? I know yet? it's a there's a very good moment where and I won't go on and on about it because I've already done it before. But there's a very good moment in it when one of the cycles through that L shaped corridor, um, you walk all the way through and you don't really see anything different with the L shaped corridor. You get to the end of it, the door won't open, which it does at the end of every cycle, and you just think, "Fuck, what the fuck am I going to do?" And it's only when you go back a few times you suddenly go, "Oh, hang on, the bathroom door is slightly open." okay try and jiggle the handle can't do anything can't open it and stuff like that what it's waiting for you to do 
is to press the zoom in button. And as soon as you zoom in to try and have a look into the bathroom, Lisa's face appears at the door and she pulls it shut. And then it goes completely quiet and you hear a click, click. And the door at the end of the corridor opens. I don't like and that. And you think, fuck. Okay, so there's a ghost now. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and then the next cycle you go through is the one where you immediately come back into the beginning of the loop. And there's just her sobbing. And you can just hear it. And you walk down the corridor, which looks a bit darker and a bit more claustrophobic, a bit tighter than it has before. And you turn the corner. And there she is standing in the middle of the corridor under the light. And there's literally nowhere else to go. You have to walk towards her at some point. And as you walk towards her, all the lights go out. (laughs) And then suddenly they come back on again. And there's just a pile of cockroaches that just dissipate out of the doors and under the cracks. It's so, so good. Do we want to talk about Limbo and Inside? I was actually (laughs) going to mention Silent Hill because... Ah, Of course. Well, I mean, the just playing the demo, the demo came out, it was it was like, oh, you know, if you enjoy Resident Evil, well, obviously I didn't really enjoy it, I sort of did, it was a great game, I appreciated, anyway, Silent Hill, you do the demo, you don't have any weapons, you're walking around going, okay, what's really happened, and you walk around the corner, and those demon knife children things come out, <laughs> there's nowhere to go. They stab you, and you, you're like, oh, is that game over? I mean, what am I, I played it a number of times thinking, is there something I can do? And there isn't. And then suddenly you wake up, and you're in the the police wounds, uh rescued you. And then playing the game, it sort of follows the same thing of, a lot of the time you're quite helpless. <laughs> and yeah. it was, I don't know if it was really the first, in terms of, uh, I, I don't know where it, fits in necessarily um, some of my timescales get a bit confusing but it, it did it had that atmosphere it had that it was one of the first games that i remember playing that i really felt helpless more so than some of the resident evils that had come before that really silent hill also did atmosphere and things just moving in the mist but you didn't quite see it see silent hill 2 is the best i think example of the series for me because it's the one that did all the atmosphere with barely any any anything really scary um it was it was it was a traumatic experience to play purely because of the atmosphere that had been built up and because you kind of suspected throughout the whole thing that James the main character knows a little bit more about what's happened to his wife than he lets on which i get which is all part of the story anyway but you know and also Silent Hill 2 has the sort of iconic um, pyramid head. Mm. It's got the the abstract daddy monster, the awful um, images that that monster paints in it in your mind, the um, the horrendous overtones of Eddie, um, you know, who obviously has done some awful things in his life and has found himself in Silent Hill as some kind of penance for the the destruction he's wreaked, and poor old Angela as well. I mean, the the, the character, I mean, God, it's just. It's so psycho. It's a, such a psychological mm. horror because mm. it just bores a hole in your head until. And when you finally realise and, and discover what James has done, you know, and why he's in Silent Hill, it's it's really awful. Should we go quick fire for the rest of them because we are running out of time? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, um, I've on a bit. No, no, that's good. No, this is the point of it. Limbo and Inside. 
We've got to talk about them because we love these games. Creepy, maybe not scary, I would say. Although... Limbo is scary. And Limbo the, is scary. The spider in Limbo is scary. And in, inside the uh, sirens under the water. Oh, they're yeah. yeah. They're scary. I think, I think as a whole amazing. game, Limbo is scary. Like Limbo... Yeah. It, you always it, don't want to move forward no, because true. you know it's it's scary. It's you so know, atmospheric. Because it, it closes in. It has those moments where it does get that bit darker and then it opens up and then it gets darker again. Yeah. There's, whole um, there's bits where the, the only thing you can see are, your, are the eyes of your, your character. Hmm. Um, I mean, the, the spider is just a masterpiece in yeah. utterly horrifying even when you when you when you've defeated it, it's still t- when you realise that the only way you can progress forward is to climb over it, which means grabbing hold of it, and you know oh, it's God, probably yeah. still alive. Yeah, at that point, and you you oh, it's so sickening. It's amazing. Like there's no you don't feel any sort of euphoria when you kill that spider, no. even though it's been harassing you for the whole game. It's just absolutely, absolutely just. Dis- absolutely appallingly horrific also the sound of circular saws have never really bothered me that much until <laughs> playing that game yeah. <laughs> and now yeah. they really bother me really really bother me uh, I played a game on the Amiga called Dark Seed imagine a skip intentional horror version of uh, Secret of Monkey Island done with slightly more realistic graphics mm. the idea is that you wake up every day everything's gone a bit weird you have a headache every day and you go to sleep, and you have nightmarish HR Geiger-like dreams, and they're all designed by Geiger. Recent game? No, oh, this is, I've this read is about ancient. that. Yeah, yeah. this is Dark really old. Seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Geiger did original yeah. artwork for yeah. it. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Uh, oh, I've read a um, PC gamer did yeah. a crapshoot on this. Yeah. So, and then the idea is you've got to figure everything out before you work out what's actually happened, which is that um, aliens are invading somehow through your skull. Of course they are. Yeah. Um, so you've got to figure it all out before your skull explodes. But it's Jesus. nice to remember. <laughs> wow. Yeah, really, really good fun, though, um, in a really dark way. Uh, inside Limbo, what haven't we covered so far? Quick fire. Gone Home. Not a scary game, but feels no. really scary. You think something's yeah. going to jump out at you at any moment. Yeah. Because you're in an empty house. You're in an empty house. At night, in yeah. the rain. Yeah. But that's not what it's about. No. And everything Ooh. creaks. Yep. What about um, what's it called? Um, uh, oh fuck! Uh, oh Jesus Christ! What's it called? Um, the one with Max and Chloe in it. Um, oh, Life is Strange. Life is Strange. You find that scary? That last chapter was scary. Yes, true, true. When you actually find Max at the mercy of the guy that's been drugging and taking pictures of the girls. Yeah, and. Oh my god! That yes, now I'm with you now. Yeah, that is really scary. Yeah, it is really scary because you're panicking and you're trying to find a photo to time travel in, and mm. yeah, it's that, that bit scared me quite. You a ever bit. played the Friday the Thirteenth game? Uh, the multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, no, but actually leads me on to another one to suggest. Yeah. Left for Dead. Scary. Oh my god, Left Dead's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's scary, but yeah, no, the Friday Thirteenth one looks awesome, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. I, I, have you played it? Yeah. Oh, I haven't played it. I've seen yeah, a lot of I'm videos. Pretty certain it's on um, Game Pass. Oh, is it? Yeah, we should oh, give it a go at some point. Yeah, let's give it a go. That'd be yeah. quite funny. Yeah. Um, mm. other any, any other quick games? Quake. Uh, Quake was. Yeah, when that first came out, Quake definitely. Mm. In the brown um, castle. I don't know if anyone ever played it. Hexen was also actually. Yeah. Because the whole thing was meant to be medieval 
demons and shit. Yeah. Yep. Totally with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um. So while we're thinking, if we think of something, we can add it in. Favorite scary film? Would we'll you do one each? How about that? Or very favorite scary moment in a film, particularly? Mm-hmm. One that springs to mind: uh, Event Horizon. Oh. And that just brings Where me we're back going, to being. You won't need eyes. Yeah, to exactly. See. Brings me yeah. back to being a terrified seventeen-year-old um, <laughs> watching it with you, Russ, and I think you, Duncan, as well. Yep. Yeah. That game's that film is scary. There's about fifteen of us watching it. Yeah. I think we needed that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was man. Terrifying. It defused it. Yeah. Do you see? <laughs> yes. I see. Uh for me, it's gotta be alien. Yeah. It's very scary. And it's got good jumps and good atmosphere. It does it does jumps right. And like mm-hmm. you said, central deprivation. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, iconic moment. It's got to be Dallas being pursued through the vents. Yeah, that and the bit where she thinks she's safe, and you can see the alien. Yes, and then and suddenly the hand, hand comes out. out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's really good. Yeah, that's good. I won't wank on about that. I did an entire podcast about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Science um, of the Lambs. I saw it when I was way too young. Oh, wow. God. And like, it, not even particular moments. Although, obviously, you've got like his escape scene and the, the interrogation, the the night vision bit at the end. But just the whole, like, the feeling of discomfort that mm. builds up throughout the whole film is it's just amazing. Yeah, it so, is really cringy. Ugh. So, yeah. Pregger's uh, probably first scariest film. She doesn't really do them, mm. which is quite good because neither do I. Um, was What Lies Beneath. Oh man, that film is terrifying. That was fucking terrifying. Yeah. The bathtub, Jesus Christ. Yeah. She but... refused to take a bath afterwards, apparently, yeah. for quite a while. She had a shower, but baths <laughs> were just a no no. The Shining um, has a good bathtub bit as well. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say the ghost, the, the train bit, and there are bits in Ghostbusters, and Ghostbusters 2 is. I think Ghostbusters 2 is a bit scarier than <laughs> Ghostbusters, but when you're that young. And you get something like that ghost train running through. Yeah, that is scary. That's but not the, even the Vigo is scary. The scariest bit in that film is when he turns up, uh, and there's been the power cut, and he, his eyes just light up. Yeah, that, and when he turns up as dressed as Mary Poppins as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is that is scary. Just terrifying. Uh, Vigo, I make you happy, Vigo. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a great. A That's scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he's. He's Vigo. He's Vigo. He's But the, 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 the first. Oh, actually, the thing that really gave me nightmares when I was little was um, the Hemovore episode of Doctor Who, and then I promptly watched Aliens. Not mm. Alien. I first saw Aliens when I was eleven. I yeah. didn't sleep. I had nightmares for a week after that. I eventually saw Alien, but I did have to wait about 10 years before I could build up the courage to watch that film. Mm. I love Alien, but Aliens was, you know, pretty yeah, scary. Yeah, Aliens was the first one I saw. and I, Yeah, I mean, thinking about who I watched it, I, must, I was at primary school when I saw it. It's interesting how many people I know that Aliens was the vector by which they ended up seeing Alien. Mm. It, was, it was someone's older brother. Yeah. Like, classic... Yeah. Oh, watch this <laughs> yeah, type watch thing. This, fucking it was my granddad. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Classic just, Duncan. <laughs> just quickly want to talk about how many good scary films have come how many good horror films have come out this year. This year has been very good for horror films. Like Even the ones mm. that should be pants turned out to be really good. So I saw a film called The Endless, which is one of my favourite films of the year, maybe 
in my top 10 all time absolutely loved it you got to watch resolution as well though these two directors are going to be massive uh, benson and moorhead uh it's about two people escape a ufo death cult they get an a uh, videotape come through and the videotape shows all the people from the cult and it's dated after they left and they all look young they all look vibrant and they obviously didn't kill themselves so they go back and then weirdness ensues mm-hmm. uh hereditary I really liked Hereditary. Uh, really creepy. It's not for me, that one. I think, think Wicker Man meets Kill List. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah I, By the I, way, favourite horror film is Wicker Man. I should have said that at some point as well. Um, what else did I watch that was really good? Uh, Quiet Place was, was amazing as well. Oh, really okay. worth mm. a watch. Really tense. Aunt doesn't really answer many questions. They should. Yes, they should move and live under the waterfall. Long story. Um, and then last night, I went to see the new Halloween film. Which is fucking brilliant. Yeah, which you won't yes, talk Dan, about. Yes, we know. Yeah. You've been going on about it on as many groups as I am with you on, on WhatsApp. Yeah, I liked it. It was amazing. It's well worth a watch. Well, it's because I was pleasantly surprised. I was fully expecting it to be pants. Mm. It turned out to be really good. Really is, is it, so is it like a classic sort of slasher movie type thing? Yeah, it's 40 years. It, it ignores all the sequels to Halloween, all the remakes of Halloween, and it just goes, this is what happened 40 years after the original Halloween film. Mm-hmm. And it works really well. Mm. Well worth a watch. Uh, nice, yeah. Oh, and Mandy, I've got to go see at some point. Mandy, yeah. Fuck me, the trailer Mandy. for that movie looks is terrifying. Yeah, it looks, looks utterly insane. I know. I really want to see it. It looks amazing. And that's not just because of Nicholas Cage. <laughs> uh, you can't imagine anyone else in that movie. No. But I mean, it. Like I've read reviews of it, and everyone's like, "Yeah, it's um, it's good." Yeah, yeah. I, I think. <laughs> Mandy, <laughs> but it sounds so fucked up. Yeah, it yeah. does, doesn't it? It really does. My kind of film. I really fancy mm. that. But yeah, Wicker Man's my favorite film. Uh, we got quickly before we go because we ran over already here. Um, other people have opinions, oh, and we're going to read God, them out. They always have opinions. Right, let's give them their opinions. Uh, Sonia from Theatrical Cut says, uh, in terms of moments from um, games, the Hunters turning up in Resident Evil. The whole of Resident Evil Four, the needle finger guy, and the suffering. Oh, um, good! And yeah, the suffering was fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Silent Hill, the second one, I think, with the nurses. Yes, yep. that's yeah. right. She's right. The oversexualized zombie nurse, weird Oof. faceless nurses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. While, while we're talking about needle fingers, um, scary bit in a non-scary game, Arkham Asylum, the Scarecrow. Yes. Oh my god! Especially when it makes it feel like your computer's crashed. Yes. Oh, so good. <laughs> Uh, Rich has said uh, uh, movies favourite scary movie has to be either Alien or The Thing oh, The Thing's worth a mention yeah The Thing it? is worth a uh, the Kurt only Russell mo- the only Kurt. movies that have ever slopped him sleeping are The Ring the US version Paranormal Activity and Alien 3 none of which are any good but all scared the balls off of me the US version of The Ring is, is okay it is yeah, not it's bad. just not as good as the original version no yeah. and also right, it's I, quite good. I did watch a bit of the original version I mean I didn't go all the way through because let's face it I don't do that kind of thing um, but early on in our relationship Emma and I uh, I should say I have a massive fear of zombies so basically I just can't watch anything to do with the undead um, but Emma decided one time to do her hair like the thing and came out the <laughs> very dark kitchen I ran away grabbed a fire extinguisher and was probably kind of threatening to brain her (laughs) and then she realized not to take the mick out of my uh zombie thing i wouldn't touch her for a while i was like i don't i don't know who you are just go away (laughs) she's just come in the room and she's smoking at it 
I um, <laughs> I'm nodding. I've got the problem that Sarah loves horror films, mm. and I'm not a massive fan. But yeah, um, Adventure Authority. They have said uh, a great podcast that you should definitely listen to. Minecraft. The first time I looked at an Enderman and it screamed at me, I genuinely released a poo nugget, climbed in my bed and prayed for daylight. <laughs> also, if you're minding your own business and hear a hiss, it's already too late. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with that. Yeah, 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 really irritating. Oh, can I just give a quick shout out to a film that I saw while staying at a horrible, horrible holiday house? Yeah, which sure. didn't make it easier to deal with. <laughs> it follows. Have yes. you seen It Follows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this yeah. must be very good. Yeah. yeah, very, very good premise. Just something very slowly walking towards you. Uh, never stops. Even when you s- sleep, it never stops. And then, uh, yeah, it's terrifying. Uh, Adam Lewis. Adam Lewis, uh, he has said Scary Games, Dead Space, and most recently Until Dawn. Apparently Until Dawn is really good. It makes me wish I had a PS4. Uh, favorite... I've uh, got a PS4. You should get that game then. Uh, favorite horror has to be Halloween, and a shout has to go out to How- Haunting of Hill House, which is getting rave reviews on Netflix, and I'm going to watch it after I've watched Mad Men, Daredevil Series 3, and Making a Murderer Series 2. <laughs> how many how many times are people going to arrange the words Hill, House, I and know, Haunted? I know, I was thinking <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Until they've just run out and gone, ah, okay, we'll have to do something else. The Hill. Hotel on Haunted Hill. Hill, Hill House. <laughs> yeah. He, he also says, uh, picking a favourite horror film is nigh on impossible. The concept of Nightmare on Elm Street was so terrifying that it scared me without even seeing it. The John Carpenter soundtrack, which swings it in favour of our mate Michael, though. Yeah, I, I can I can definitely understand that. Also, I promised him. Yep. Yep. So no, you. I promised him that I totally forgot his choice for the video game soundtrack, which was the Last of Us soundtrack, which we didn't mention once. No, mm. but it is on our playlist. Yeah. And can I just give one final thing out to a game that very much surprised me for yep. how um, it actually gripped me? It didn't yep. necessarily scare me outright, mm. but there were some moments that made me feel deeply uncomfortable. Was the bunker? Yes, I was going to mention The Bunker and Her Story. Yeah, two FMV sort of horror films with very different takes on it, but The Bunker um, set in an underground network, You're the Last Survivor, reliving all the horror that befell all the people there, and Her Story is kind of like a piece-it-together kind of puzzle. Yeah, so it's not scary, scary, but it's just it's unnerving because the more you play it, the more you realise the person you're talking to isn't who she says she is. Yeah, um, but the bunker's fantastic, and that and I started I started up again the other day, and I realised it should probably go on the soundtracks podcast as well because the soundtracks really good. Yeah, it has got a good soundtrack. But yeah, so yeah, well worth a mention there as well. Okay, um, I think we're nearly there, aren't we? Yeah, a couple mm-hmm. more that I forgot to mention. I promised I'd give him a mention in this one. Um, Dan and Jamie, Dan from Adventure Authority. Jamie's just someone I know. Uh, Final Fantasy VII for the Soundtracks podcast as well. I missed loads in the Soundtracks podcast. Okay. So yeah. We yeah. did miss Final Fantasy VII, but we did yeah. go on so long about so many games that, uh, yeah, we were going to miss a few. Okay, so we're hoovering up that last bit of admin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's it. That, okay. That's, I think that's it. I think it's everything. Right. I've probably forgotten something, but yeah. Right. I'm going to shout out hand. to Skyrim. As soon as you first come across the first undead in your first dungeon... <laughs> I died straight away because I was like, what the... Like, this is specific to you. Yeah. It's very specific to me. Well, you don't but... like zombies. <laughs> um, Just yeah. very specifically as well in Skyrim or any game that has spiders. Nah. <clears throat> yeah. Just okay. nah. 
Yeah, I can deal with that. Okay, so we hope that your pants are not filled with poop Whoa. after we've been talking about all of this scary stuff. Thank you so much for listening to us. If you want to interact with us on social media, we are on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TMTOOH. We are on Instagram at TMTOOH and we are on Twitter at 2MTOOH for some reason. Uh, and you can listen to our sister pod, Theatrical Cut, who are on Instagram at Theatrical Cut Pod. Theatrical Cut Pod on Instagram, yep. Yeah, and on Facebook they are. Uh, theatrical Cut. They are just Theatrical Cut. Thank you very much. We've been Dan. Hello. <laughs> We've been Dan. Bye. We've been Russ. <laughs> Au revoir. We've been Duncan. Bonne And we've been Tom. Good night. Don't let the bed bugs bite and make you poo yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Classy. <laughs> Thought we'd end on a, a fun one. <laughs> Guess it takes a while to get to the chorus, though, innit? Yeah. Just, just, just skip a bit. There we go. There we go. There we go. Okay, goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.